0: The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return, brought to you by Narcanon Suncoast. Hello, Jason.
1: Hello, Joni. Here we are again.
0: I know. This is episode number 33. Wow. We're almost
1: coming up to that big 52.
0: I know. And we're actually catching up with my other podcast because I get a little bit lax sometimes and I don't do it every week. Although I did do it last week because I wanted to... um, you know, I wanted to tell people that I was thankful, what I was thankful for. But anyway, gotcha. so th- so that one, I think, I think that, I think it was number forty. So we've kind of caught up a little bit because I started it a good two months ahead of this one. So
1: okay, well, let's keep going. Exactly. Let's, let's keep, just let's keep making the world aware of what's going on.
0: This is this is uh, this is a good thing. Um, you know, we're you know we're headed right into the middle of the holiday season, mm-hmm. and we've talked over and over again about not waiting. Nobody waiting, you know, for the holidays to be over before they get help for their loved ones. It's my most
1: hated thing. It's my most hated excuse. And believe it or not, you know, while the addicts commonly will be the ones that have all the excuses why they don't want to go to rehab, families will come up with similar excuses. And it's like, I want to shake people. It's like, why do you want someone nodding out at your table? during the holidays, why do you want your loved one disappearing and causing drama right before Christmas? Who wants to make Christmas the time of year where you buried your child? I mean, nobody wants that. And, you know, a lot of this, you know, lately has been convincing families, like, no, the time is now. Exactly. Once a person, once you try to get someone into treatment and you approach them with going to treatment, they're, um, if they agree, you have a very small window of time to get them into treatment because, that window can close as quickly as it opened. Right, and so I just am encouraging everyone, please. Like, it, it, I don't care if it's the holidays. I don't care what day of the year it is. If someone's addicted, they need help, and they need help quickly. Right now, I hate to say this, but the epidemic is just continuing. And I don't call it an opiate epidemic
0: anymore. I what, can't. What do you no call it? What do you call it now? It's just a oh, dru- it's a drug, it's a drug epidemic. epidemic. Yeah, because it's not just opioids. Because it's methamphetamine and benzos, benzos, alcohol, and everything pot
1: uh synthetics mdma is hugely popular right now that's a drug i did in the late 90s uh, ecstasy right now it's it's extremely popular and people don't realize mdma ecstasy is just a form of meth it just has a slightly different reaction in the body and the mind but i mean it's just a drug epidemic i mean so much attention goes to opiates because opiates make headlines right i mean the more
0: because the the celebrities do that and then that makes the headlines yeah
1: celebrities die you know you have i think hundreds of overdoses that result in death a year you know or more than hundreds And, and you know it gets it gets to the point where it just makes so many headlines and people just put a lot of attention on the opiate problem well it's just a drug problem now it's an overall drug problem and it's a westernized thing
0: yep yep
1: we have we have worse drug problem than anywhere else in the
0: world yep and you know you're you were talking about the holidays and we've talked about this over and over again about not waiting for I don't know whatever to you know get your loved one into rehab um you know Camp Runyon from Novus told the, one of the saddest stories I've ever heard which was you know young people bringing their elderly parents to rehab because they were addicted to alcohol. And the father was not, he wasn't healthy enough to do the program at Novus and went into the hospital and passed away three days later. And that's no different than you have a son or a loved one that is shooting up somewhere and could overdose. I mean, there's no different. And they waited too long. And you can't tell me that those people didn't know that their elderly parents had an alcohol problem. You can't tell me they didn't know.
1: And I think alcohol doesn't get enough credit with how dangerous of a drug it is. I know. Because regardless of anything, alcohol is a drug just like anything else. It's just like one of our more socially acceptable drugs. Like no one's going to go to a party at, a, din- at like a cocktail party and everyone's you know dressed up nice and people are just going to be you know, shooting heroin, you know, cocktail servers and walking around syringes on plates. No, it's alcohol that we do that with. Yeah. Alcohol is a social lubricant. It's something that's been around forever. And it's something that's very socially acceptable. Right. And people don't give it enough credit with how dangerous it is. For those people that are listening that don't know this, alcohol withdrawal is one of the few that will kill you.
0: Interesting. Really? Alcohol withdrawal
1: can kill you. If Did we talk not-
0: about that before? That's new to me. I don't think I knew not- that.
1: <laughs> if it's not medically supervised... If you're not under the like, – if you don't have 24-hour medical care and you're not given, you know, the right protocol to detox from alcohol, you can absolutely die because wow. you get the onset of something called delirium tremens. Right. Which which is like that – once that kicks on, you're in big, big trouble. Those are like trouble. fits, yeah, basically. Yeah. It's, it's delirium. It's shaking. You start losing your mind a bit, and that's your body shutting down. Right. Alcohol can kill you. Right. I mean, as far as – I mean, it can kill you itself, but the withdrawal can actually, actually kill you so it's a very very dangerous dangerous withdrawal and people need to give it the credit it deserves because there's so many people out there that know someone that's just a mess during every party or right. goes out on the weekends and causes all sorts of trouble and all this stuff and people don't realize that's alcoholism that is a major problem maybe they're not shooting dope but they still need rehab just like a heroin addict does because that's just as hard to quit
0: well i'd be interested in i'd be interested to know how many You know, uh, accidents occur because of people on opioids versus drunk drivers. Because I think drunk driving is still a big thing. You know, it is. You we talk about you know over and over again about how it's kind of like a drug mentality, if you will, in this country, and that people want a you know like a pill to fix everything. But the other thing is, you know, drinking is so socially acceptable, and even over drinking is socially acceptable. And how funny it is that that guy is so falling down drunk, and I. I remember, as a teenager, I remember, um, and I, I apologize because I bring this up over and over again, but I remember the guy who would get so wasted on alcohol on a Friday night that he was throwing up in the bushes, and I would be the one who would help him, and he'd be like, oh, you know, I'll never do this again. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Next Friday, same thing. Same thing. You know, and I would be kind of like, what is wrong with this picture? That that did not make a lot of sense to me that someone would want to drink that much to that point one time I did that one time I overdid it on very inexpensive red wine I never ever wanted to do that again that was not in any way shape or form a pleasant feeling that
1: headache's enough to make you not want to do it again it just
0: it was absolutely dreadful and we were in Italy at the time and so of course then every restaurant we went into they put a big carafe of cheap red wine on the table I couldn't even it was years before I could even smell it (laughs) do you know but it's so socially acceptable in fact I you brought to you brought to mind a Memory. This is funny. So my dad was in the Air Force, and when I was ages nine to thirteen, we were we were he was stationed in Hawaii. So we lived on the military, the Air Force base, and in in Hawaii, it's Mm -hmm. called Hickam. And I remember my parents were at a party, and they sent one of the parents to pick maybe me and my girlfriend up or something. I don't know if we'd been in a movie or something. Mm-hmm. I remember this guy literally weaving all oh, over God. the road. And I, I I don't, I, you know, we were on the base, so it was only probably going about 15 miles an hour, mm-hmm. but it wasn't even like... I don't think anybody even considered it like wrong, you know, or something that shouldn't be. And I mean, I remember, I remember this guy, you know, and how funny it was, you know, because like I say, we were on a base and the speed limit was 15 miles an hour, which is probably the only reason I'm alive today. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's so considered you know, like acceptable. You know, even Kent said he said, "Yeah, you know, Aunt Martha, she's always so much friendlier and so much f- more fun when she's had several glasses of wine." But, you know, if you suspect that your your loved ones are abusing alcohol, it, it's really not that. Yes, it's legal, but it's really the effects of it are not that different than someone who's shooting up heroin, and, and you need to get them help. I hate know? the
1: yeah, I hate the uh, the justification. It's legal.
0: Yeah. Well, oxycontin's I know. legal. Yeah, that's true. Percocet's
1: legal. That's true. Vicodin's legal. Fentanyl in a medical setting is legal. Right. Just because something's legal doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Yep. I mean, there's tons of things that are legal that aren't good, that aren't good to do. Just the same way, there are things in health food stores that are terrible for you. Right. I, I wrote a blog one time that said just because it's just because it's natural doesn't mean it's good for you. <laughs>
0: right. What were you or specifically you referring to? Just
1: because you found it. And, you know, uh, Whole Foods doesn't necessarily make it good for you, but people just have that idea that if something's natural and something is legal, then it's fine for me to do. It's fine for me to take. There's absolutely no consequences from this because otherwise it wouldn't be legal.
0: Well, and I know someone, I've known her for years, who's a vegetarian. She is so obese, it isn't funny. And I go, what's wrong with this picture? Whatever it is, she thinks it's okay to eat. She's overeating. Do you know what I mean? And with all, with the viewpoint of, oh, I'm a vegetarian, therefore I'm healthy with my little quote marks coming out of my fingers. (laughs) You know, the other thing, the other thing that Kent and I talked about, um, which may segue over into what you wanted to talk about in terms of older people, is I think, you know, a lot of there's a lot, there's, I'm in the baby boomers, and that's a huge segment of the population. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a risk because because a huge segment of my group of the population did smoke marijuana and it was illegal when we smoked marijuana. I say we, I didn't smoke it, but it was illegal Mm -hmm. when we smoked it. And so now that it's becoming legal, I wonder if a, if a larger segment of the older population is now interested in, you know, partaking of marijuana again, and are going to fall into the same trap that the kids fall into Mm -hmm. thinking that it's, okay when it's got this high level of thc yeah, so just tons, another thing to keep in mind and older
1: people are using marijuana yeah i mean that's a fact because you know if it's proclaimed pain killing, analgesic effects and as you get older things creak and crack and hurt a little more and things are your back is sore when you wake up and all sorts of stuff happen and older people are definitely 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 you know partaking in marijuana just like the younger generation are because there's a whole group of people that say, you know, the medicinal benefits outweigh any negative consequences that could come from using it. And so we are having more incidences of older people addicted to drugs. You know, the other thing is, is that as you get older, you know, as your, your years increase, so do the amount of pills you have to take every day. Right. You know, I remember um, one of my grandparents took an absurd amount of pills three times a day.
0: My dad took 12 in the morning. And I don't remember how many at night. Like a lot. Blood thinners, Uh, blood pressure. I don't know how many my mom did. I wasn't paying attention when she did it. But he he would count them in the morning to make sure that he had all 12. A couple of them were vitamins, but mostly they weren't. Right. Of course, they're just
1: medications for whatever problems he was having. And, you know, I got a call over at Narcanon two weeks ago. And it was a woman looking for help for her 91-year-old mother. And I said, Well, what's she using? I was, I couldn't imagine it, just like a nine-year-old woman shooting heroin or oh, right. You know, she was addicted to Xanax.
0: Wow. She was given she
1: was in a, she was in a nursing home, and she I can't remember if it was a sleep problem or what it was. Or were they just trying to keep quiet? But her I mean quiet. the woman sees her end coming, and she's at the you know the last stage of her life. I'm sure it is you know, anxiety causing to some degree. And whatever happened, they had given her a Xanax. But I mean this woman was when the mother the the daughter was telling me what was going on, this 91 year old woman was absolutely abusing her Xanax. Wow. I mean, where she was breaking in to the medicine cabinet to get extra doses of it in between her allotted doses. And this woman was like beside herself. She didn't know what to do. She's like, I have an elderly mother that's a drug addict. And wow. I, I said <laughs> it almost it took me back because I almost didn't know what to say. I was like, Do you want her to go to a rehab center? Because I'm, in my head I'm thinking, okay, I'm looking around the population of Narcanon. You know, we have <laughs> they're not people, quite in their nineties. No, we have people between <laughs> the ages of like eighteen and sixty, right? And I, I just and probably closer to the
0: eighteen a than 90, the sixty. Yeah, but.
1: ninety-one year old woman. I was like, I don't, I can't imagine having this person in a treat in, in a treatment center. But then I thought to myself, well, she's human. Yeah. Humans get addicted to drugs. And she potentially could live another 10 years. And the other thing was this doctor was over-prescribing her Xanax. This woman was taking Xanax bars. A Xanax, it's a two milligram, a bar is slang for a two milligram Xanax pill. And I don't know if you know much about Xanax, but it's a big milligram. Wow. I mean, a half a milligram and a beer, and you probably won't remember the next 48 hours. Wow. Yeah, it's a very heavy, heavy duty, um... it's a tranquilizer and this woman was absolutely bona fide addict and wow. i couldn't believe it. it was this woman who was in her 60s the daughter was like distraught because she's like do i cut my mother off this stuff or do i let her be comfortable but she said you know at the end of the day i'm looking at my elderly mother and she's a drug addict
0: Wow, she is an
1: addict just like anyone else of any other age would be an addict and then i wow. said hmm i thought to myself I never really thought about this or paid attention to the fact that there is a there's probably a large group of elderly people. They're all addicted to drugs because the doctors will give it to them so
0: they overprescribe so it so easily. They Just, overprescribe it. I mean, they do for you know. I think I talked one time about all of a sudden my mother had like. You know, like a mild heart attack or something. My dad said, "What did you change?" And they said, "Oh, well, we put her on an antidepressant." My dad said, "Why?" Right. So, well, she was a little sad one day. He said, "No, take her off of that stuff because it caused her to have a heart attack." Yeah. What was I listening to today? There was some drug commercial today, and it was it it's it said it could cause a rare form of brain fever. And I'm like, anybody listening to brain this? Fever. Why are you going to take
1: it? Well, hey, uh, there's a 15% shot that I'm going to get a rare form of brain fever. I, it, you know what? I'd really I'm just so sad. I'm just going to try it. it. it seems I mean, like it's just be like be it just
0: the, the side effects of these drugs if you listen to them when they talk about them on television blows my
1: mind. There was it one Just blows my mind. <laughs> there was one medication uh my family doctor put me on when I was a kid that I researched later in life. <laughs> <laughs> May cause male lactation. Oh. <laughs> yeah. and mastia.
0: And gyneica mastia? Gyne, when, that's a woman. Gyna right?
1: having to do with a woman. Mastia having to do with breast or and, breast tissue. It's when men grow breasts.
0: And why did it? Why were? Why did he prescribe it to you? I, I had, I had ticks when I was a kid. Oh, that's right. I, you told I us had that. these yeah. I
1: motor tics. and so um, and he thought that would. They thought it? this medication would, you know, just do the trick. Just have me grow boobs and produce milk, and I should be fine. <laughs> I almost made Johnny spit her water across the room. <laughs> but I mean, the insanity, it, but, though. But I here, mean,
0: we laugh about it, but the insanity of it is is literal. It's criminal. They don't it really. Tell, is but they criminal. don't tell
1: you about it. No. See, doctors. It, the thing, I, you know, a lot of people think the doctors are just evil and, you know, they, they're prescribing this stuff knowing all these side effects. I think a lot of these doctors, some of them probably don't know them. They don't even research them. They've just been, you know, sw- talked, in, talked into prescribing it by a drug rep, get whatever kickbacks they get. They don't even research maybe what it is that they're giving. At least I hope. I'd I think, like to hope th- there's a little bit of spark of good in humanity.
0: I think that's true sometimes, but I also think that sometimes I think Obviously, a lot of doctors think that to handle the problem the patient has is more important than any possible side effects, you know, because I've talked about this before and I'm going to bring it up again, you know, my, uh, what was he, maybe six or seven year old son and had a little bit of shortness of breath and the doctor prescribed a drug for him and I said... And I just said, what are the side effects? And she said, it can cause him to be hyperactive. It can cause him to not sleep at night and have mm-hmm. bad dreams. And I thought to myself, why would I put my kid on this drug? That sounds terrible. It was terrible. And I said, oh, okay. And then the year later when I took him back and she said, well, how did he How did he react to whatever the drug was? And I said, I didn't put him on it. And she was outraged with me. She said, what do you mean you didn't put him on it? I said, I'm not going to put my kid on a drug like that. I'm not going to do it. She was, she was very outraged with me for not just doing it because she said to do it. And, he, and bottom line is, it was a whatever it was. He grew out of that. You know, he grew out of it. And you know, we come we come back to this, and we've said this over and over again. Like if the doctor doesn't tell you what the side effects are, mm-hmm. you need to ask. What are the side effects of this medication that you are now prescribing for me?
1: Oh, people, it could people could should. cause
0: you to die. Could cause you to have suicidal tendencies. Yeah, I, I. If a doctor said that to me, I'd look at him and go, "Really?"
1: <laughs> I always thought that was interesting. How antidepressants really? is the number one side effect is suicidal thoughts. It's Like, but that's what I'm trying to get away from. Exactly. But or a,
0: antipsychotics cause you know psychosis. Yeah, psycho- like,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's I don't know. But yeah. okay, so I read something and I want to run this by you. Okay. Okay. So you know fake news. Fake news is a thing these days. There's a lot of news outlets and and things on social media that are reporting things as facts that are, in fact, fake,
0: Mm -hmm. right?
1: So lots of reputable news outlets get accused of running fake news when people don't want to believe something that's real and will actually reject actual factual information. On the other side, people will believe the fake stuff. Right. And what happens is that, people start creating solutions to fake problems. Right. Okay. So fake news kind of abounds everywhere. I mean, basically, there's no no area of life in society is immune to having fake news written about it. And I think when it comes to the drug epidemic, it's one of the most dangerous things we can do. So there's apparently, quote-unquote, apparently, the existence of something called a Narcan party. Wow. Okay. Yeah, narcan
0: is the drug that you give somebody when they're overdosing so they don't so to so they they don't don't die. die. Right. right.
1: So a narcan party is supposedly when a whole group of people that do opiates get together and one person has the Narcan and everyone intentionally overdoses and then gets brought back to life
0: with narcan is that fake yeah, it's fake it's oh my god but
1: it, it's a story I, I i ran into this story
0: well how do you know it was fake how do you know because it's
1: fake? i i i researched it oh, and okay. I, I i ran across another article that was like this article is completely fake and uh, okay so i'll poke holes and and in, in this and why it's obviously fake okay no addict wants to die no right. no addict wants no addict wants to die there was a movie called Flatliners in the 80s I remember where, you know Keith Kiefer Sutherland yep. and Julia Roberts they, and they redid
0: like, it recently yeah they re, yeah. I
1: saw the remake which was actually pretty good these people were like intentionally killing themselves to experience the afterlife right I don't think addicts are really running some weird scientific experiment <laughs> to see what happens when they overdose on drugs <laughs> I don't see it happening the other thing is narcan's an opiate reversal drug it reverses opiates so
0: If you're trying to get high, why would you take Narcan? Because Because you're going to end up in withdrawal.
1: (laughs) You're going to end up in the most vile withdrawal imaginable. Right. And so what happens is this. And this is what this article said. Basically what happens, and this is how fake news starts, is that, you know, you have, in this situation, you had a group of people having a party. Someone unfortunately overdosed. Luckily, someone had Narcan and brought him back and called 911. So the EMTs come and they see a a, a relatively half-conscious person, the other person with the Narcan in their hand after giving it to them, and there's a party going on, they must be having a Narcan party. Oh,
0: boy. I swear that's how uh, that happens. Yeah, probably. That's how
1: that stuff happens. And so it's like, why not say, hey, that's great that you had Narcan and saved this person's life and called us. Instead, it's like, Someone says something to someone else who says something to someone else and that whole telephone game thing happens and all of a sudden we have Narcan parties. There are no Narcan parties. I promise you. People are not going to do this. <laughs> it, but it, but it, <laughs> it, it, they're not. I swear if, the, if this if this is something that's happening in the United States, I'm moving. Because if that's where we're going towards, that's ridiculous. I don't think it's true.
0: Well, I you know. I don't.
1: I don't think it's and true. And I
0: think you're probably right because you have to remember that the media – is not there to print good news. They don't think that's their job. They think their job is to keep the population upset, worried, scared, frightened about things. And so if they can now say, oh, this... This great thing, this Narcan, which can actually save the lives mm-hmm. of people who have overdosed. Oh, now let's see if we can make this bad. That's probably uh, what that just, was. Uh, it's
1: just so, it's insane. And the thing is, is it's detrimental to what we're trying to do here. Because when you have fake stories like that, all of a sudden, now you've got a think tank of people that are trying to figure out how to get rid of Narcan parties. Right. Narcan parties don't exist. Right. And so what people start, <laughs> what people start doing is creating uh, wrong solutions. For fake problems, then what? If we created, if we ran off like that, and we accepted everything as fact, where would we be as a race? People have to learn to think for themselves. People have to be able to, you know, read, listen to, or somehow observe data and information and reject it. Yeah, if they don't think it's real, or they can choose to accept it. You know, people have to maintain their integrity. You know, what's true is what's true for you. You need to maintain that. If you see something that doesn't sound right and it just shocks and awes you doesn't mean it's real right we have to become some free thinkers here we have to kind of go back to where we can come up with solutions on our own despite all the propaganda and fake stories that are out there because we can't i mean that just derails what we're doing that derails the whole process because we don't need to be paying attention to narcan parties that's not even a thing we need to be paying attention to prevention and education and you know figuring out what we're going to do here because you know it's not looking good for our society you know i know of i know people in other countries that we used to be viewed as this really progressive society now we're like we're a joke <laughs> to a certain degree because of the chaos that is going on here you know other countries look at us and scratch their heads like why do they keep killing themselves why are they doing this you know and it's our upbringing. It's, it's the things we're bombarded with on a daily basis. Don't feel good. Take something. Forget your problems. Have a beer. Long day at work. Have a glass of wine and a bath and a bubble bath or whatever <laughs> girls you guys do when you go to the bathroom. That's why I imagine you all just take bubble baths and drink red wine. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's like we need to. It's like it's like wake up. There is a massive, massive problem here. And if anyone out there thinks that your kid is too smart. And too well put together to get mixed up with drugs. You need to think again. Because I was an A&B student from a good family that turned into a complete drug addict. Exactly. I've heard that. I've heard someone. I've heard a a father, a very stoic man, say, my kid's way too smart. He's from Massachusetts. So he said smart. Mm -hmm. My kid's way too smart to get into drugs. I was like, no, he's not. And (laughs) that's not a very bright statement. Right. That, that That's not, it's no one's too smart. And I've talked about it over and over again, over again, how it happens it's the perfect storm when a person gets addicted.
0: Yeah. And we've said it over and over again drug addiction knows no religion, nope. Knows no economic status, knows no race, color, creed, none of it. None of drug, it. Drugs don't care. They don't care how old you are. They don't care what color you are. They don't care what religion you are. They don't care how you were brought up. They don't care about anything. You're just, you get addicted and that's it. You get addicted. And, you know, I, we've got two examples here, and I know a third example that again I've talked about before. Um, the the woman that um, does my hair, she's a lovely woman, and her mother in law was addicted to painkillers, and the stories she would tell about you know, you know having to hide them from her, and how they would just you know she would overtake them, she would over she would take too many, mm-hmm. and then. Um, One other family member would bring them to her, but and and she would, you know, literally vilify my friend Mm -hmm. because she wouldn't let her take take them all the time, you know. And it, you think, wow, this woman was probably in her seventies. You think, wow, how could that be? No, it definitely can be. Mm -hmm. Drug addiction doesn't know any age, and especially with the, you know, the segment of our population that's getting older, the baby boomers. I mean, I've already dealt with my parents, so that's probably dying out a little bit. But but we now are faced with body problems. And I think arthritis is a big one. And so there's painkillers and other... Marijuana. Uh, that's where marijuana yeah, is
1: coming into this.
0: Exactly. Prescribed for arthritis. And, you know, there's so many other solutions that we can do in terms of exercise and good nutrition Mm. and you know things you know natural things that will you know help with inflammation and such so you know we talk about it over and over again you have to you have to own your own health you can't just you know you can't just go there but you yeah
1: yep. i wanted to backpedal a little bit sure so we're talking about the holidays that the holiday season is upon us yet again this is also the time of year where duis skyrocket Uh uh-huh this is like one of the Hottest times of the year where people are driving under the influence, getting caught, going to jail, getting arrested, doing what you know, whatever happens after that. Right. And you had said something that um, you're talking about someone driving under the I The guy driving right. on the right. base
0: 50 miles right. an hour, exactly. like weaving all over the road. That brought something yeah. to my
1: attention. This is something that's very scary. So heroin makes you not out. Opiates make you not out. Kind right. of lose consciousness momentarily. There are tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of addicts who don't get high at home. Because they go and meet their guy, their connection. They get their drugs, their their heroin, let's say, in this instance. Then they go into a clandestine location and shoot up and then drive away.
0: Did you drive while you were?
1: Um, I have, yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm not proud of that, but of course I have.
0: No, no, no. But Um, did did you nod out? Did you?
1: Never nodded out while driving, but tons of people do. Yeah, tons of people do, and that's how little fender benders or major accidents with loss of life happen. And so, we have to realize that this holiday season, it's not just you know, like I always imagine Dan Aykroyd as uh Santa Claus, and what was that movie with Eddie Murphy when he's just like wasted?
0: i don't know trading places oh yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah yeah and and i i imagine like christmas is full of drunk people in santa costumes driving their car into a light (laughs) pole and then just staggering away like nothing happened without a scratch but the reality is we've got lots of people that are shooting heroin yeah or meth or sniffing coke or smoking crack or taking pills or Or on weed, or doing whatever and driving yeah and there's tons of other people on the roads that are unfortunately going to be a victim of addiction this year, because an addict caused an accident. Yeah, that yeah. then affected them. Yeah. and it's, so we all have to be really hyper vigilant. Yeah. this this holiday season and every holiday season, like nobody needs to die. That's right. During the holidays, and no one needs to be an innocent casualty. That at the bottom was fueled by addiction. Right. With someone getting their car getting high right. and then driving somewhere. And so we all have to be very aware. We have to be aware of our surroundings. We have to be aware of where we're on the road. If you notice someone on the road that is clearly intoxicated, call 911. Yep. Call someone to come get this person and check in, make sure they're okay, see what's going on, get them off the road.
0: And you know, in the same way they say, you know, like, friends don't let friends drive drunk. Mm-hmm. Well, friends should also not let friends drive high. And, you know, we... You and I sit in here every week and we've had, you know, a smattering of different people come in and talk to us about the addiction problem. Right. And I want to tell you, if you're listening to this, you happen to catch this podcast and you think addiction has nothing to do with you, that's where you're wrong because this is exactly what we're talking about. Nobody in my family is addicted, but I could be easily be driving down the street and get rear-ended or, or side or, or whatever. T-boned by someone who either drunk or you know, is high, so it does affect everybody out there. So you need to keep that in mind. And if you know somebody that's addicted and you're sitting there not saying anything and you're not doing anything, shame on you.
1: Yeah, it's funny you brought up that uh friends don't let friends drunk. I forgot about that from there. was that the eighties or nineties. I don't know. Like it's a, it a, it a big campaign. The fact of the matter is it's like the people that use keep the company of other people that use generally. So that's no true. one's really checking anybody, unfortunately. Yeah. And so you, you know, don't
0: typically have somebody at the party who's not because, right. they, yeah.
1: It's just not the state of affairs these days. But, you know, luckily, there's people like you and me out there. Yes. That we're trying to do something. Yes. And I, I feel like we are. I feel like we're doing our due diligence every week and trying to help people figure out something. You know, I hope there's people listening to this every week that all of a sudden have a sudden realization of like, oh, I should do something about this. Or, oh, that's what that was that I saw. Right. You know. You know, families are sitting down and having gatherings and, you know, getting along and trying to get along and all the usual holiday family dramas there. If you notice anyone in your family is high or using, do not be afraid to confront them. You know, too many times families will say, we will call in and say, I think my loved one's on drugs. OK, what symptoms are they showing? And they're showing this, this and this. OK, they're clearly on drugs. You should say something. Oh, no, I'm too afraid to. Why? They might run away um okay okay sure okay sure then you know something's definitely wrong or they might get
0: mad yeah yeah, they will will get mad mad. i guarantee they will because you will have found out what's going on with them and they will definitely react to that
1: right but here's the thing Uh, this is what i usually say what's
0: the alternative
1: well i'd say who cares right who cares if they get pissed off what's the alternative they die
0: they die you want that to happen
1: or or they kill somebody
0: yeah or they kill yeah you want that to happen it's up to you.
1: They shouldn't be on your conscience. Yeah. So if anyone's out there, look for the signs and symptoms of drug use. Does everyone out there suspect someone they know is using or just knows it just based on like how obvious it is? Yeah. You should call them out on it. Yeah. You should confront them about it and say something's up. Right. We should get you help. Right. And if you need help.
0: Yep. You can call. You can call Narconon. You can call 877 877- 339-3324, or you can go to org,
1: And we'll, we're here to help.
0: Exactly. And the same thing about alcohol. Okay, I remember one time when my mom was really intoxicated. She wasn't driving. It was a party at our house, which may be why she went, She did that. but But had I seen it over and over and over again, that's when i would have needed to say something uh, and the same thing for people listening okay you know somebody like i did it i talked about it on there i had this stupid craft beer i thought it had about as much alcohol as uh, budweiser and oh, no, it had I that. way more alcohol <laughs> and i was i was appalled obviously i don't do that again uh-huh. do you know what i mean but if i were to see some a family member who Consistently on a consistent basis had to have so much wine or mm-hmm. so much alcohol so that they can function in a party or what have you. That's that's not normal, and you, and you need to get them help. And no, they're not going to like it when you point it out. And you may even you may even run up against other family members who goes, oh, it's just Aunt Bertha, and she's so much more fun when she's drunk. You know, you want to you want to be the one responsible for finally getting Aunt Bertha help, and then she's too sick. And she right. just dies? I, I don't think so. I don't think anybody wants to be that yeah, responsible don't make exu- person.
1: Don't make excuses for the addict or the alcoholic. Don't. No. Because if you're making excuses for them, you're just allowing them to continue what they're doing. You're co-signing their BS. Exactly. And no, you don't need to do that. Don't protect the addict. Don't protect the alcoholic. Get them help.
0: And you're not doing them any favors- by keeping them around for the holidays and not sending them off to rehab. Right. Because Jason's explained over and over again what it's going to be like having an addict in your house at the latest holiday party. And if you think that having them there while they're getting high is more important than getting them help, you need to think again. Yeah. And I mean, you thing, just need to think again. I mean, that's yeah, just absolutely. an insane viewpoint. Yeah, it's you know? an
1: insane viewpoint. Also, it's like it might be sad for the family, for the, their loved one to be in rehab, during the holidays it might be sad for their for the addict to be in rehab during the holidays however think about the next holiday season how awesome it will be to have your loved one there bright and shiny doing well is totally present with everybody if that's what you really want
0: or how sad you're going to be if, if not next dead. time they're dead yeah because they overdosed they're no longer here you know and i am you know i'm telling you you may be listening to this it, if you're listening to this and you think oh i don't know anybody that's an addict just talk to five people, and I guarantee you'll find someone who knows somebody that's an addict. That's how prevalent it is in our society right now. And we are headed into the holiday season, and now is the time. What better present than the gift of sobriety? I mean, what better present could you give somebody? It's true, You know? It's true. So we'll talk again.
1: We'll, do, we'll keep doing it.
0: Yeah, we'll talk again uh, next week and keep, keep talking about it. And, and hopefully... Giving people hope and giving people resources, and you know, getting people to pick up the phone and call or go to narcanonsuncoast.org and talk to somebody. You don't have to, it's all anonymous. You can just get information, but you need to start now. And as also, as we've said, if you can't confront intervening with your loved one, we'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah. How easy does that get? You we'll, know? Do it,
1: we'll do it for you. Exactly. So if you need an intervention, call us
0: 877 877-339-3324.
1: And we'll see you there.
0: Jason, we'll talk again. Next week. Okay. You have been listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For more information, call 877-339-3324 or visit www.narcononsuncoast.org. Narcanon is a non-12-step rehabilitation program based on the works of L. Ron Hubbard.